Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Score Podcast and today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm great, man. Thank you. And back on the podcast after ducking and diving the last three episodes, it is Ben Baker. Ben, where you been, big man? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I work. I was at work. What about, right, so let's address the, the big issue, right? When Celtic got beat 3-1 off Red Bull, where were you that night? You were meant to do a podcast, but where were you, really? I was, I was in firewater, I was uptown. <laughs> and what was your reason for not coming on? The real reason you put in the Scott Score chat? <laughs> yep, what was the reason? Um, because Celtic uh, lost. <laughs> yeah, really and you didn't want to... I and you, criticism and accepting Celtic, Celtic's criticism, but I just knew I wasn't going to be able to handle it. <laughs> and obviously Rangers won that night, they beat Rapid Vienna 3-1 and you were like, I do not want to do a podcast with Scott Bradley and Matthew Templeton because I know what Scott's <laughs> like Scott will just be rubbing it in non-stop and I can't go with that So I, at least you've addressed it and now that's you back mate, no more ducking and diving um, and obviously I, th- I think some of the listeners will be like oh so Ben's back on now since Celtic have uh, picked up their form <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know um, Last week, last episode was a work, to be fair. Aye, to be fair, aye. Last one was, uh, you couldn't help that one, but uh, the first one, obviously, you've owned up to it, but the second one, I don't think we should really get into it. So, obviously, uh, we want to make it, we want to keep it PG, you know. <laughs> so, aye, let's set the better. <laughs> so, let's move on. Um, so, let's talk about uh, the big talking point for last night, boys. At the end of the derby, la- happened last night, uh, finished 0 0. But Neil Lennon, geez, oh, a coin was thrown at him. Um, Matthew, I'll start with you. A, a very disgraceful incident that occurred last night. It was, uh, it was shocking him at both parts. Um, Neil Lennon got, he got hit in the chest, right? He got hit in the chest. He's claiming it's in his face, and he went down like a sniper hit him. It was embarrassing, pathetic. But then again, so was a fan who was who should never have done that. It was he should be banned from life. I think they've actually. Arrested him or have caught someone. Um, there's no place in football for something like that, but Neil Lennon as well. For going down like that, it's just embarrassing, really. Ben, what's your thoughts? Oh, I, I agree, it was totally embarrassing. He's, he saw her going down as if he thinks he's a player trying to win a foul. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he can... I just don't see the need for it at all. Like, there's no way it hurt that much. He's, he's a grown man. You know? Yeah, like you can even tell, mate, see when, you, see when you look at his face, you can tell there's that, like, a, kind of like a wee smirk in a sense like I'm going to try and melt this right he did overreact it right 100% he did but my god like the fan was by order doing that right but Neil Lennon I, was, I think you all agree with this at times he does bring it on himself because the way he acts in that touchline is not professional for a manager of his football club just for a manager in general he doesn't at professional at times, he just he's goading the Hearts fans. Like you see it right after the goal got disallowed, he's literally winding them up. And I'm not saying he was asking for it, but he was like he was really getting under their skin. And he should know better. He should start acting a bit more professional. But what happened was an utter disgrace, though. Yeah, definitely. Like it's ridiculous. Like I hate like fans doing stuff like that for throwing stuff at players, managers, linesmen, yeah. whatever it may be, it's absolutely ridiculous, but um, I think we were all sort of on the same page with the whole incident here, it was it was just, it's embarrassing really, yeah. and um, I don't think he brings it on himself um, either, but 
Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of unprofessional on the third line. And I think that's what some people like about him, a bit of entertainment value from the guy, but uh, yeah, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's pretty unprofessional. Sure, I mean, you'd never see like a Ferguson do that or anything like that or mm-hmm. Zidano, whoever, um, two great managers. You'd never see them anything like that. So he's, be, he's a professional foot manager, for goodness sake. Um, he's a great manager at that as well. That's what makes it worse because he is a good manager, but he just does silly things like this and it, it just... It makes our game look embarrassing, makes him look embarrassing, and it's just, I just can't get my head around why you would act like that. Yeah, but I'll tell you the sad thing is, boys, I don't think it's going to change. He's been, he's been like that his whole career. No. Yeah, I don't think he's going to change at all. Like, he's seen like similar behaviour at Celtic where, uh, with officials as well, he would run on the pitch and confront officials and have bust ups with managers. And he, he honestly is about 45, 46 years old. Come on, like he needs to stop acting like an amateur wee guy at times. But what happened, as we've said, was disgraceful. The guy's going to get in trouble, probably banned for life, which is the right decision. But it wasn't only the Hearts fans that were behaving bad, it was the Hibs fans as well. Um, a Hibs fan punched the Hearts goalkeeper, did you see that? Yeah, I've seen that. I was watching that live and I just couldn't believe my eyes what happened. Um, and he probably punched him then when he went down... As Lamek went down the ground, all the fans were like shouting and like pointing at him as if he'd dived or something. I thought that's just even more scummy mm-hmm. than what already happened. It just made the thing a whole lot worse. That's not something you want to see in football. Like that's that's, that's assault. That is assault. Yeah, it literally is. Um, but I don't think he's going to be pressing charges. Um, but hopefully the guy will get arrested because that is obscene. You know, like. I mean, it- it's a, it's assault, it's obviously, and it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yada yada. Nobody's going to disagree. But I'm sorry, right? If I get punched like that, and it's not even like a proper punch, I'm not going to hold in my face. Like he's just trying to win a foul as well. It looks like he's like Neymar. He's going to look Neymar. Like but, I don't see why he's doing on the ground holding his face because people are just going to laugh at him and shout at him. Yeah. I'm like, just get the ball and try and get the game underway like what what does that do to the gate like there's no way he's been hurt that badly that he's going down holding his face but like, then again though right if he hit him he would get in bother as well you know like even if it was self defence he would still get in trouble and yeah. we've, seen it, we've seen it in the past before where if a, a player assaulted a fan or whatever even if it was self defence he would get a red card it's, it's, it's baffling but he was a bigger man in that situation and he, and he never reacted so I thought, no, of course, of course, yeah. I totally agree, but I just don't see what he's trying to achieve his reaction because he wasn't hot bad enough to react like that. So why is what, maybe what is his reaction was a bit OTT? Um, but I felt as though he'd done the right thing by not actually hitting him back. Then he would have gotten more bother, yeah. you know. But yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. But on the pitch, though, oh, oh, oh. I mean, it, it's not even like. Uh, it's just ridiculous how he goes down, but no, I can see it. No, I can definitely I, 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 see your point. I, more, I can see your point. I think it's just, I think it's just maybe shock. He's went down like he got punched in the face. He's, uh, he didn't know what to do, so he went down. I think that's why. Yeah, I can see that, that point as well. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's surreal. Like they're, they're, like they're to do a job, and the. And he got assaulted. Like, imagine turn up for your job and you get assaulted like that. And you're like, what? Like, you know, like it's just so surreal. Like that is the the last thing he ever expected for him to get assaulted doing his job. You know, so yeah, yeah. But on the pitch, though, lads, um, what did you make of the game, Ben? Uh, I'll, st- uh, I'll go with you over here. Um, what did you make of the game overall? Do you feel as though a point was a fair result? Oh, I feel as if a point was definitely a fair result. It was. Um, 
I thought it was maybe sort of edged it, but I think when people, I think that's what people expected, just with the like element injuries at Hearts and stuff. I think Hibs edged it, and then when look at the red card, Camberry gets sent off. I think Hearts sort of stepped up a game a bit um, and had a few more chances, but so it ended up being a really even game. But I think that red red card was a turning point for Hearts. Do you think it was a red? Managed to get anything from it. Do you think it was a red? Right, it was obviously it was a second yellow, I'm sure. So, but do you think it was worthy of a second yellow? Yeah, probably a second yellow, yeah. Um, See, when I looked at the incident, I was thinking, right, he can't actually pull, pull out of that, right? But I can understand the referee's decision to give him a second yellow, you know? So he's obviously, yeah. everything's just so fast-paced and he's going with his instinct. And from what he's seen, he's like, okay, right, I think that is definitely a second yellow. But when you look at it, he can't exactly pull out of it, but I can totally understand why the referee gave gave him a second I think, yellow. I think even if that wasn't a second yellow, his reaction definitely was brother a second yellow. Mm-hmm. So either way, I think the decision got the right decision happened in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his reaction afterwards, I think, was absolutely disgraceful. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dislike goal uh, towards the end, um, Matt, do you think it was the right decision? Do you think it was uh, offside? Uh, I don't think so, to be honest. I thought Hearts were unlucky with that one. Uh, I thought it, I'd, I'd seen, watching it live, I'd seen nothing wrong with it. And watching replays, I don't, I don't think it was offside. I think it was a perfectly good goal. Mm. Um, That's what I was thinking overall, as well. Pr- probably the draws overall, but I think Hearts should feel hard done by with that decision, in my opinion. I thought it was a, good, a perfectly fine goal. What were you, Ben? The the um the header yeah the dislike goal yeah yeah well, I think it was uh, because obviously the goalkeeper um it was like that header over the goalkeeper was like a was like the offside pass wasn't it he was the player was behind the goalkeeper obviously the goalkeeper becomes the last defender so I think it was offside mm, fair enough mate so uh, obviously Hearts uh, they're missing a lot of key players. Stephen A. Smith, he got hurt in the, the semi-final on Sunday. We'll come on come on to that in a minute. But uh, A. Smith is going to be a big blow for them. Out for two months. Um, Matt, where do you see Hearts going from here? Do you think they can continue their good run of form in the league? Or do you think they'll start to fade away now? Because they've got Celtic this weekend and Celtic hammered them on Sunday. So how do you see it going from here? I think, I think they're going to start to fade. Obviously, they've had an amazing start. Um, but... Well, you was going to come to an end eventually, and I think the end is now. Um, I think obviously they Swift's the their key player. Uh, they've got McLean here as well. I think Ick Piers is still to come back, um, so there's still options there. But I, start, I just don't think they've got the the depth to to keep this up. And I think Celtic at the weekend will we'll, we'll beat them again. And I think it has come. I think they will. They will dip in form. Uh, well, it's a shame because they're sitting top of the league right now. They've had a great start, and just think, right, if they had all their players fit, the semi-final might have been a different outcome, you never know, but that's a nice wee segue on to the semi-final, so um, on Sunday, Hearts played Celtic in the League Cup semi-final, and Celtic won 3-0. Uh, ben, um, what do you make of uh, the performance from Celtic? Um, I think, like, probably the first, like, literally the first... Um at the beginning of the game, Hearts, Hearts played well because um, they're obviously confident. But um, the second half um, with Ryan Christie, I mean, I think we've seen a, a wee, a couple of glimpses of old Scott Sinclair. I'm a, I'm a lad. Um, 
Friday game, but I think the second half, Ryan Christie, and I've said on this podcast plenty of times I like Ryan Christie, I liked him at Aberdeen, I wanted him back, I don't know why he, he wasn't a Celtic player, uh, he wasn't like playing for Celtic uh, sooner, I've always liked him, and obviously that's the past couple of games now, he's, he's played really well, but he came on and he was involved in all three goals, um, and then his goal was a, was a was just such a top draw finish, like, I was really impressed, and um, it's just good to see Celtic uh, performing again, three 0 against the league leaders is a good result. Do um, you think uh, it was a penalty for Ryan Christie? To be honest, uh, it looked really soft, in my opinion. Uh, it looked soft, and uh, who was that? Who said that? Somebody that sports seen I was watching. Don't know. Michael Shaw. We've seen them given. We've seen them not given, and it, it is soft, but it's true as well. Like. I'm not going to complain, but if if referees ref gave a penalty, and I can say yeah, I can see why he's gave a penalty. If he never, we probably wouldn't even really be talking about it. Now. Probably wouldn't be a big talking point if he never gave him it. Um, but even even Celtic's penalty yesterday was probably a bit soft. <laughs> so Matt, what did uh, you make of Smith going off early doors? I felt as though that was a big turning point in the game because Hearts were obviously feeling very confident going into that game, and when they're go-to guy gets injured early doors I think the head started to go down a bit and then Celtic started to really take advantage of that and kick on Yeah, I mean obviously it was kind of he went, he went for a run and he pulled up that's, that's when you know it's always a serious injury um, and obviously like we said Hearts were right in the game up to that point and as soon as we went off Celtic that's when they, they took their chance um, obviously didn't score in the first half but second half definitely took it up a year and Hearts I think if Naismith didn't go off I genuinely think Hearts could have at least got a draw maybe took it to extra time I was saying that last week <laughs> yeah um, I was saying 2-1 Celtic in extra time I thought it would would have uh, been a lot more tighter than what it was uh, definitely but fair play to Celtic the other key man uh, Hearts key man went off so I thought you know what let's go for it they did and like Ben was saying Christie was absolutely fantastic and I've dated him in the past uh, I still got my doubts about him now. I think two good games doesn't make a Celtic class player, but he's definitely shown why. He's definitely sh- taken his chance so far, um, and that finish um, in the semi final was unbelievable. Um, so if he continues this form, and Celtic continues this form, they could be back to their, their brilliant best. Ben, uh, Scott Bain was in goals for the semi final. Would you keep him in Celtic number one? Is that because I would if I was a. Uh, Brendan Rodgers You've got this oh, you've got <laughs> I know this what you're going to say you've got, this, you've got this vendetta against Craig Gordon He's terrible He is poor um, but, mate, but honestly I don't think he's terrible at all I, Well uh, I do well, I, Honestly like If you put him in a team I've said it numerous times If you, if you put him in a St Mirren team A Dundee team Any <laughs> other team Right uh, He would struggle He would he would Craig Gordon do you know what come on he's past his best he's not the, the player he once was Scott Bain should be the Celtic number one right would you, so I you think would, Scott Bain probably will be the Celtic number one in the future should, if, I think he should be I think, he, I think he's a good goalkeeper but right now I'm happy with Craig Gordon and goals Craig Gordon for the little shot like for the little he doesn't get tested as much as any other goalkeeper in the league so far did you see him like, against Leipzig though well I know but Celtic is like as blaming the goalkeeper is pretty. I, I would never go back. I would never like point my finger at the goalkeeper, no matter how many I got bit by or whatever, because like Celtic get beat away in Europe 
constantly. It's something we're used to. Celtic, what has succeeded in Europe, it's always down to home form and uh, home results. Always Celtic. Celtic are just just next to never perform away from home in Europe. And but see if you so had a go. I would, see, never, I would never point the finger at the goalkeeper after getting beat by. Here, see if he's actually Kaka. had like a really good goalkeeper like we do, right? Yous would have made the Champions League. I firmly believe that. Like, see if it wasn't for Alan no, McGregor. Right? Yeah, see if it wasn't for Alan McGregor, Ben, we would not be in Europe at all. We would not be in Europe whatsoever. It, Alan McGregor is one of the main reasons why we are actually in the Europa League. Because if you that's, never made it in the Europa League, would you would you point the finger at the goalie? At Fodrium, I would probably say it was a factor. Yeah, like if we had, see if we had Fodrium, I think Fodrium's a solid keeper, right? But if we had him and goals for that Europa League for the Europa League qualifiers, we would not have made it at all. Simple I, as. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Alan McGregor said made some absolutely key saves. In that he was pivotal for us. He was, and it's not like Celtic don't have the money, Ben. Like I was saying on the pod the other week, why not? go for Fraser Foster you know I think Fraser Foster is a, a great goalkeeper and I think Celtic are crying out for someone like him right now yeah you've said that to me as well but like personally from the amount I've watched Craig Gordon I think he makes some cracking saving. I think he's a quite a good goalkeeper he's good enough for Celtic good enough in our league um, and you know Celtic don't buy players um, based off um you know, European competition. Like we don't really sign these players that are good enough for the Champions League. Then we make it into the Europa League. We don't sign anybody really to boost our, like to bulk up our squad anyway. So, um, I'm, I'm happy personally with Craig Gordon, and I think uh, Scott Beno can step up definitely in the, the next year or whatever, and he'll be good enough replacement if we don't sign anyone. Yeah, Fraser but... Foster as well. Like I just. He was he used to the last time he's actually money. had like a really good goalkeeper. Um because see uh, Foster at first he was like a liability and then he really started to come on a game. And I don't actually think he's getting a lot of game time at Southampton. Is that correct? Is that um, uh, no he's he's not. He's, I think um, they're number one. I think they've they've got Alex McCarthy and they've also got Angus Gunn as well, so he's like third choice now. I remember I speaking on the pod the other week um, when we were talking about Joe Hart. I think it was Matt that raised that raised the point, yeah. and then <laughs> and Ben was like, "No, no, 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 no. Ben was so against that man. He was like, "No, no chance." <laughs> he shot it down right away. What? Right, that's a wee bit off topic. Right? Right, I remember. I remember what? when we had. When I Celtic had that had, debate. Aye. Aye. When Celtic had Fraser Foster though, yeah. and Joe Hart was in the England team. Yeah, I remember oh, that. I, yeah. I got my back up about that every couple of days. Joe Hart playing for England and Fraser Foster not. Aye, so I've just pulled it up. I think it looks like Fraser Foster's on about 70 grand a week. So. Yeah, it's a bit off topic you know now, right? But Joe Hart, man, what a fall from grace that guy's had. Oh, no. But yeah, it was uh, a dominant uh, Celtic performance and Celtic uh, obviously bounced back well after that uh, defeat against uh, Leipzig on uh, Thursday night. So they definitely bounced back and uh, their good run of form continued. Beat Dundee 5-0 last night. Pardon me. Beat Dundee 5-0 and... uh, uh, it was a battering to say the least mate it was an absolute battering for Dundee and Dundee's confidence right now Ben it is at an all time low oh no well that's three points in 11 games that's 
not like to be a uh, a Dundee fan. Mm-hmm. Celtic though, I thought we played like uh, like um, like really really well. I don't think it was the result was just down to um, well, definitely wasn't just down to a poor Dundee side. It was a an inspired Celtic side. We always had a bit of form. And some of our goals, were, I mean, Roderick's finish was brilliant. Forrest's goal was brilliant. Carl McGregor was like nothing short of phenomenal all over the. I, I cannot rate. <laughs> Carl McGregor high enough, honestly. He's he's just so so good and uh, he just steps up every game, um and he he just played absolutely brilliant so he did. Just you, I feel as if Celtic for years and years and years, I mean I I mean going back like the past five, six probably longer, past eight years, Celtic norm like for me, Miss Brown, we've always missed Brown when he's been injured. Um, but even the past few games with Brown, Carl McGregor's just just filled his boots and he's been absolutely amazing. We've not missed him recently. Mm. Um, Matt, so what did you make of uh, Celtic's uh, performance last night, beating uh, Dundee very convincingly five 0 And do you you in the same uh, opinion of Ben? Yeah, no, I thought for Celtic were up, were absolutely brilliant. It was like men, men against boys out there. Yeah, honestly, um, Dundee was just damage to limitation pretty much from the first whistle. Um, we'll get to school, I'll have to go back to it as well. Ben said it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I thought that the penalty, I thought, was never a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of see why the refs give it, but if it was me, I'd be very, very hard done by. Um, but Sinclair took, took it well, and I think he... Like Ben said earlier as well, I think he may be getting back to his best uh, if he continues this form. That's two goals and two now. Um, Remember we were slating him the other week in the podcast, all three of us. <laughs> I know, I know, but he's, he's proved us wrong, fair, fair enough. But um, I thought Edward as well, he's been scoring recently as well. So I think Celtic, they're, they're big hitters, they're the main players you would look to. They're starting to get back to form and they just absolutely battered Dundee up and down the pitch. Mm. Because um, one thing I will say about Celtic, right, is when they're in poor form and they're coming under a lot of pressure and when it comes to big games, they do turn up. That's been the, the common th- uh, theme with this Celtic team under Brendan Rodgers. Um, even going into that semi-final there against Hearts, everyone was actually, well not everyone, but a lot of people were saying, good chance Celtic can lose this. And, but Celtic yeah. shot the critics and they beat Hearts very convincingly and I'll even go back to it last year when Celtic played Rangers at Ibrox and I was one of them included, Ben knows, I said it <laughs> on the podcast where I was very convinced Rangers were going to win that and obviously it was a tight game, it was, it was a very competitive game but Celtic got the job done with 10 men. Beat no one wants to listen to that episode to realise Scott uh, owes me a fiver. <laughs> oh god, I forgot about that, I've still no squared them up, <laughs> I've still no squared them up. <laughs> Um, I don't worry we'll get that sorted soon big man <laughs> we'll get it sorted soon but I, I do I, I do remember that one um, but that's one thing I will give Celtic a lot of credit for when push comes to shove they do turn up and with the big games they show character and they get it done you know and right now they've uh, really responded well after that um, 3-1 defeat to Red Bull they, they really have responded well credit where it's due but uh, Ben I want to assure this um even before the group, you know, when the, in fact when the group was drawn, Celtic's group, you were not all that confident about getting out of that group, if I recall right, yeah? 
Uh, I, I like the group in Because uh, I know you're um, a, a big fan of European football. Before. Yeah. Um, and obviously I know we can beat Rosenborg. <laughs> we made it look hard at Celtic Park. And obviously they've got results against Celtic away. I look at the group now and I think Celtic Park, you know it can be a fortress in Europe. Nobody would deny that. So we need, we need six points at Celtic Park over the next two games. We need to beat Rosenborg away. That's 12 points. I mean, being Rosenborg, if we are getting two results at Celtic Park, it isn't totally unrealistic. Um, getting a, a result against Rosenborg isn't totally realistic if, you know, if we've got a lot hanging on it, it could maybe... If there's a lot hanging on that last game against Rosenborg, then that could maybe work, be in our favour. Um, I'm not, I'm not like completely down and out yet. Um, I think Celtic progression definitely, well, will probably depend on other results. If we can beat Rosenborg, but Rosenborg sneak a wee result against one of the Red Bulls, then we should go through. Yeah, it's, it's right now. It's obviously three games have went. Uh, you've used to play three games and obviously you only got three points from uh, out the three games. But then again, you're playing away from home against the two Red Bull, the two Red Bull teams, and they, both of them are good sides, you know. So it's it's going to be tough, but it's not impossible at all, as you were saying. Celtic Park is a tough place to go, like regardless, you know. And obviously, what you're saying about Ed Rosenberg, um, they're not they're they're a pretty poor side, and you've made it look hard. Right, it, it, like you just made it look harder than what it was, but it's easily doable, like away from home. But, to form but the good thing that is that you've got the two Red Bull teams at Parkhead, so that's a bonus for you. Like that's yeah. a, like that could give you a big boost, you know. That's a big factor. Celtic are not out, you know. Uh, if, if if Rosenberg are going to be the Witten boys and everybody's going to take six points and six irrelevant points, isn't it? But, um. As long as I, I, I'm sort of right on Celtic beating Rosenborg away and then Rosenborg sneaking out as well. Hopefully. Mm. I, I can't really see that happening to us. I think two Red Bulls are far too good to slip up against Rosenborg. But well, teams slip up constantly. I'm just like, I'm not meaning to like, put down your point, but I'm just hoping. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's like if, if there's a team that isn't going to get a result against Rosenborg, it's likely to be Celtic because we drew 0 now we're already this season away. So. Aye. Mm. So, so is there anything else that you want to add on Celtic boys before we move on to Rangers <laughs> right, here's a quick question then do you think despite all the trouble Celtic had this season do you think they'll still get the treble treble oh god man it's a bit early to ask this question Matt <laughs> um, let's just talk about it already let's talk about the reason why not you know I, I, how many like do you just fancy Aberdeen to beat us in the final of the League Cup no genuinely not no no. no. Do, do you, but like, then again, though, then again, right? I will say, I will say this. Everyone wrote Aberdeen off against us. Like literally everyone, even JJ, who is like the most biased, one of the most biased fans out there, was saying, "Nah, Rangers are beaters." And the went, day. that that happened. Semi final day. <laughs> what did I put in the Scott Score group chat? In semi final day. But then again, then again, no, I felt it was all than that for bites. Like I felt it was all, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were definitely doing that for bites. <laughs> A hundred percent. Mate, that's the only prediction you've got right so far this season. <laughs> um, but yeah, nobody's seen that. Nobody's seen that one coming as well. But that's a nice wee segue. Um, no, but yeah, I've answered that question. I think still to do the the treble, treble. Honestly, I do not. Maybe a double. Don't know. But that's a, that's a good answer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they'll. I think they will be Aberdeen, right? I think they'll be Aberdeen in the final, but. 
I think they might slip up uh, in the Scottish. I think we'll, we'll beat Aberdeen in the final. Pretty much guaranteed to win the league, in my yeah. opinion. No, I, in fact, I'm going to change that around. I'm going to change that around, right? I think they'll win the Scottish and Rangers will win the league. <laughs> no, I think we're pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, I'll when take that, man. I'll jump at that, the man. One good, I think we're winning the League Cup. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to... I mean, I don't know what will happen in the Scottish Cup, but... Going off the last two seasons, going off the squad they've got, I'm I'm fairly confident in the in the Scottish Cup. So yeah, Matt, you know what's Ben said that Celtic are guaranteed to win the league. Yet they're not even top of the league. It's Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> imagine Hearts won the league, man. Imagine that the scenes. I'd be mental. Absolutely mental. God, man, imagine that, mate. Just oh God, doing a Leicester. But I will move on to uh, Rangers, and that. Been trying to avoid talking about Rangers for the last half an hour, man. Oh man, so where do we get into this one, right? Um, Aberdeen Rangers League Cup semi final. Aberdeen beat Rangers one 0 and Matt, stop you. Um, right. It was right. You take it for here, big man. And then I'll chime in. And right. And I just, I'm just so livid, right? I'm so angry. So right? mad, so mad. I've defended this team all season. I've said. We're a great team, we're a much improvement over last season and have let me down something awful. It was an absolute pathetic performance against Aberdeen who, who are not a good side. Se- they're not a good side. They are average and that has been generous. They are they're, 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 they've had a good few results recently, fair enough. But the real bigger picture this season is they've not been great. And the big talk is we have been we've been amazing and we were let Every single fan in that stadium, every single fan watching at home. Especially a very rough left. Scott Bradley, I'll tell you that, man. Honest it, to God. And a very rough Scott Bradley. We're left angry and disappointed after that. Mm-hmm. We had no creativity. It was far too easy for Aberdeen. We mm-hmm. were just holding on to the ball, doing nothing with it. And Aberdeen took their chance in the box, again, in a simple set piece, which we had about a 10 million set pieces that game. And they were all going straight to the keeper, or they were getting cleared mm-hmm. in the first man. Our final ball was awful, and I just cannot get over that, how just bang average we were. I couldn't agree more. Um, but what, what I will say is, right, our build-up play in that game was actually decent. But when we got in that final third, we were utterly lost. Like our final ball, as you said, Matt, was atrocious. It really was. We just, I see our decision-making. It was abysmal. It really was. It was disgraceful at times, and we just we we just looked lost. It's when we got in that final third, and we had nothing up top whatsoever. Our midfield lacked any sort of creativity. Ryan Jack, I thought was good though. Ryan Jack, very tidy pass of the ball. He, I thought he worked hard. Azaria, honestly, I thought he had a decent game as well. Koulibaly, um, I forgot he was even playing, to be honest. Um, Flanagan had a really poor game. Warrell was okay. Goldson, eh. Tavernier, utterly shocking. He's been terrible the last three games. And I've said before numerous times, how has he got the armband? I put a tweet up uh, during the week saying, how has James Tavernier got the armband? Then this guy was trying to argue with me, trying to justify the fact he's got the armband. Like... And he's saying, oh, you need to have five or six captains out there. Yes, I can understand that point of view, right? But Tavernier was captain last year and he was hopeless. So how does that merit in him getting the captaincy this year? Like, he's not a leader at all. And see when the team is down and out, 
you look to the captain to galvanise the team and Tavernier does not scream leader to me whatsoever. I know that's, I'm not trying to like make this all about how bad a captain Tavernier is, but I think it is an issue that needs to get addressed. I think so, and I think, I was surprised at the start of the season when McGregor wasn't given it. I exactly. He's a perfect captain. I couldn't agree more. He's, ex- he's experienced, he knows the club inside out, um, and he's a leader. Um, a lot of people don't like goalkeepers as captains because they don't get involved in the game uh, 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 before you say it that's, that's utter nonsense because Ike Casillas was captain throughout his whole career at Real Madrid and look how well he look how well the club done and look how well he done exactly exactly as won a World Cup with Spain as captain so that that literally debunks that statement completely that oh goalkeepers can't be good captains but then are you considering are you comparing Icacasius to... No, I'm just saying for an example. <laughs> like, I'm just saying for an Sorry. example, you know. But then again, McGregor is like Scotland's Icacasius. <laughs> well, come on, who's better than McGregor in Scotland? Like, name a better Scottish goalkeeper than Alan McGregor right now. You can't. Well, uh, I never said I could. I know, I'm, no, I'm just saying for example. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, but yeah. Continue, Matt. Uh, I bet um, there was no leaders in that pitch whatsoever, and I, I just want to touch on Daniel Kandias, right? After Daniel Kandias was our best player last season, no doubt about it, and this season he, he's, he's been great. His final ball against Aberdeen was absolutely nothing short of pathetic, terrible, whatever you want to call it, it was not good. It couldn't get past the first man, it just looked... It looked lazy, even though he's far from a lazy player, but his final ball just looked lazy, and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And I felt as though he was really tired as well, mate. He like he was working hard. I thought Candias was really going for it, trying his best, but as you said, his final ball was poor. And as like you see against Sparta, I felt as though he was trying too hard and. The game against Aberdeen, I thought he was overthinking it as well. He was really overthinking what he was going to do with the ball, and his final ball was poor. And but the guy was trying his heart out, you know. But we just simply were not good enough. And let's come to the the elephant in the room, Sadiq, Omar Sadiq. Um, ben, I'll come to you with this one, right? Omar Sadiq. Uh, would you ever want to see him in a Celtic jersey? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so bad, man. He's so bad. All the criticism I hear, like, just no. Oh, God, like, Omar Sadiq, Ben, uh, how bad was Omar Sadiq against Aberdeen? I'm not saying he was the reason why we lost, far from it, but he was one of the factors. He was utterly terrible. Um, I, I, heard, I heard it was really bad, um, and then obviously I watched the highlights, and I only seen a wee bit of the performance and that, but... Um, no, I definitely would never have him in a, in a, <laughs> in a Celtic jersey. And um, even even Stephen, like if a player's not performing, then you should probably get hooked as well a lot, a lot sooner. Um, or, yeah, you know, oh, like, that's a great would, point. Shouldn't be getting these players on when not when they're just not performing. Yeah, that's a great point. I actually wanted to address that. Um, obviously, Stephen Gerrard. Um, we all know that I love Stephen Gerrard and stuff. And um, but he, he's not exempt from criticism. Need, like, we need to criticise him and uh, on Sunday I thought he got his tactics his team selection and he's, he, got, he got that wrong his decision making was poor um, he leaves it far too late to make substitutions uh, Substitutions that he does Like, why was Sadiq not hauled off at half time he made subs at like the 80th minute when Aberdeen scored Like that's just far too late 
you know, and he needs to learn from this. He, like, obviously, Gerard is a rookie manager, and you're going to expect these kind of mistakes, but come on, like, this has been an ongoing thing so far, where he's leaving subs to the, like, the last 10 minutes, last 15 minutes, when they have to be made much sooner. Oh, uh, I know, uh, I really, really don't understand it. I mean, it's a semi-cup... Uh, it's the same final, sorry, in the, one of the a cup for like Evan Burns mixed up here. It's the same final against one of your biggest rivals, Aberdeen, right? Yeah. And you you've got to control the ball. It's not quite happening, so you want to kind of capitalise on you having the ball and bring on players a lot earlier to 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 make the pressure pay off. Because mm-hmm. Ryan Kent that game, he looked absolutely knackered, right? Some of the players did look knackered right and that's where we were screaming out for a substitution from Gerard, and it never happened like Sadiq right I, I, I forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about him see when Sadiq went, uh, took the ball round the keeper then he could have just passed it in the net but he dived like how stupid can you honestly be it's pathetic utterly pathetic pardon me and I don't want players like that at Rangers I don't want players that dive like that so I don't want players that dive at all you know I know, I understand players dive at times, no matter, you don't want them at any club, it happens sometimes, right? But if you're in front of goal, I don't understand it at all. I know. Like, maybe if you're, if you're running away from goal or whatever, and you think, oh, nothing's going to happen here, I might dive or whatever. Like Christy, for example, I'm not saying that's a dive, right? But that's the type of situation, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it there, right? Yeah. Not in the middle of the, not in the, middle of the, the goal, and just for that reason alone, you should never, I don't think you will, but for that reason alone, you should never put on Avengers jersey again. See, right, see if we had Jason Cummings playing on Sunday, right, Cummings, it would have been, I actually think we could have maybe took that extra time or won it, you know, like if we had something up top, like Cummings was, he's ideal to be for like third choice striker, he would do anything to be at Rangers right now, he would do, like he would do anything, he would, and Cummings would have been perfect for Sunday, you know, And but we didn't get Cummings and we instead brought this clown in who is just, hopeless uh, like I can understand Stephen Gerrard's reasoning for starting him because he said we're Rangers Football Club we need to, a few of us we always need to start with a, a proper centre forward but why not just start up, start up top with Kent or know, Middleton or Gredsa whatever why not just do that you know and yeah it, it, Aberdeen they really let's talk about Aberdeen but they didn't really do a whole lot they sat off us, they let us pass the ball around and we, as we've said earlier, we had a lot of the ball but we were just not productive with it, we didn't create a whole lot throughout that game whatsoever and Tavernier, he, he needs to get offset pieces, it's simple as like, his crossing his delivery abysmal, and Tav I'm not saying he's a bad player there's talent there but he's too inconsistent at times he, he, he is. He's, I think he was the best right back in Scotland, no doubt about it. On his day, he's fantastic. But he's crossing at times. His corners, is, they were terrible. Um, and that's not the first time this season I've noticed that. Um, a lot of times this season, his, his corners, especially, is not very noticeable. Where they've, they've not been great. Um, the whole game, okay, he's your number one corner taker. But if you if you take five corners in the game, right, five or six corners, and they've all been poor. Put someone else on it, and I don't understand. I don't know whose choice. I don't know if that's Gerard's choice to it's keep him on. It's a, it's his whoever is in the pitch that's making those decisions. But that should have changed, and that could have been a difference. Who knows? But 
it was very obvious he should have been taken off the corners during that game. Yeah, and um, obviously uh, he was off the corners last night. Um, well, he was on a he was on a couple. Um, he had thirteen. But we'll talk about the Kelly game in a minute. But um, yeah, but talking about Aberdeen though, they were <laughs> they worked hard, and uh, I don't believe that they actually had a tactical like masterclass. Far from it. It was it was pretty much. Let's be honest. It was luck. But then again, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you make it to the final. That's all in cup football. As long as you like make it to the final, that's all that matters. It, it was not like Aberdeen are great. Aberdeen are not a great side. But they got they took their chance. They got one chance. They took it. So fair play, you know. I thought they defended quite well. They um, did. Yeah, I will say that about them. Defensively, they were they were fine. Fifteen shots and only got one on one target. And that's normal down to good defending. Like no, defensively they were they were they were sound defensively, but as I as I've said all season, see in the final third, with Aberdeen they're not creative enough. Like that, it's 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 an issue. Even though they won three 0 last night, but it is still an issue with Aberdeen when it comes to that final third. They've not got a whole lot of creativity, and it's I still think it will backfire for them this season. Yes, they won and made the cup final, but let's be honest, right? They're going to get trounced in the final. They will. They will just being brutally honest about it. They will. From the and uh, like Aberdeen. And it's like, not like Aberdeen have a great. So it's not like season. Aberdeen have a great record against Celtic, you know. No, but we're sitting eighth, which is pretty poor. And then the next four games, we've got Kilmarnock, Hibs, and Celtic in the next four games. So I don't see it getting better for Aberdeen anytime soon. Nah, you know. I I don't I don't if I'm being honest. But um, we'll move on from uh, the semi final, and uh, we'll talk about. Yeah, Rangers Kilmarnock. Um, obviously, Rangers drew one each way Kilmarnock last night. Uh, Matthew, um, it was better on Sunday, but that's not really that hard. But it was better on Sunday, but still, uh, Rangers did not get the three points. We didn't, and we were, every fan, every single fan, Gerard, everyone was expecting a reaction from that game, and we simply did not get one. The first. 15 minutes or so was okay we got our goal Jared came out and said afterwards but he doesn't know how but managed to get it then not long after um, Kamarnock equalised and then it was a much more even game after that and they were we all know how Kamarnock play ever Man, since the came in they've been very compact solid you know you're going to have to break them down but we just played it in front of them it was I don't know what, I don't know if they played a tad or whatever then that's up to the manager to change the players um, so that's down to Gerard there, but we were we just d- didn't lack that. We lacked that creativity that sh- we've been lacking severely in the last couple of games. Yeah, and, and honestly, Matt, I feel as though um, remember I said about the four three three. I wasn't entirely convinced. I'm not convinced by it whatsoever. I, mean, I think we need to change. I think we need to go back to four five one or a four two three one. Four three three isn't working, mate. I feel as though teams have figured us out and we're too predictable. And you can, like, you, can, you can literally predict what we're going to do with the ball. Like, we'll pass it out wide, then Ryan Kent will try and cut inside and get across in. Or Candias will try and cut in and get across in. It's like the same old, same old cycle. And it doesn't help that the fact that our midfield lacks creativity. It really does. And the 4 3 3, it's just so simple. It's like so simple and predictable. And remember last time we played a 4 3 3 under uh, Mark Warburton, how predictable we were? You know? It's. Exactly. Mate, I'm not. I'm not convinced. We need to go back to four five one, um, because right now it's not working. Maybe in Europe it it might, but 
in the league nah it's not working at all yeah and just to back up the fact that it's not working like I don't really get my get my bit in enough for Rangers so I'm just trying <laughs> fair enough <laughs> you got the floor is yours no thanks um, pressure's on you're just saying it isn't working and I totally agree but I mean you're sitting fourth yeah he's got a game in hand same as Celtic but he's still only three points ahead of Aberdeen who are eighth so there's only three points in between Rangers and eighth in the, in the table in in between fourth and eighth the only team that's played 11 St Johnson so it, ah. like 18 points compared to Aberdeen's 15 is proof that you're <laughs> I would say oh no, see the thing is so see domestically right it has to improve right it's not been great domestically right it would be silly to say that we've not improved because there's been major progress in this team right compared to last year Rangers back in Europe right the home form is good right but our away form it needs to get sorted out right not denying it right the, the domestically it's not been great it's not been great at all not I'm not avoiding from that fact but yeah domestically for, that is the, the main priority the league is what comes first that's our bread and butter right Europe is fantastic and alright we're doing good in Europe which is great but Europe is always a bonus no one expected us to make it into Europe you know but we really do need to improve in the league and everyone knew right that it was not going to be a quick fix for Steven Gerrard the guy's a rookie manager mistakes are going to happen nights like Kamarnock at home where we're going to drop points it's probably going to happen again right it's good. It's not going to be a quick fix. The guy needs time. And see, when I, I, I'm seeing a few idiots, right, on Twitter saying Gerard needs to go right now, they're clueless. They've probably never been eyebrows in their whole life. That is just an obscene thing to say. Gerard, I firmly believe 100% is the right guy for the job, but we need to give him time. And he will get time, which is completely right. Cassinia, that guy was a clown. He didn't deserve any time. He, like... See, when we got beat of progress last year, he should have been gone there and then, you know. But Gerard is the guy, and he's surrounding himself with the right people who will help him not make these kind of mistakes in the future. And Gerard, did any news catch Gerard's press conference before the Kelly game at Rossiter? I actually missed that, no. Do you know, see, oh, surely, surely you have seen uh, the really question. Yeah, Ben, you've seen it where. Uh, it, yeah. uh, you can say, uh, what was it? Um, Rosser got asked a question uh, and then Gerard went, no, uh, uh, I'll answer this. Uh, he's been injured for two years. Like, you can just tell Rosser just pure shut up right away. <laughs> but uh, Gerard commands respect because of who he is, you know. And you can tell in his post-match, in, post-match uh, interview after the game, uh, the Kamarnock game, he was raging. Even the one right after the Aberdeen one, he was saying, uh, well, you know what, right, if these players aren't going to perform, I'm just going to buy better players. Like, he gets it, he understands that Rangers Football Club has high standards and he's implementing that on the squad. And he was saying, if, if the players aren't up to it, if they haven't got the, the right mentality, they're off. And that's what I love about Big Stevie. <laughs> Definitely, he's got, he's, got that, he's got that winner's mentality that Rangers have been lacking the last few seasons. Few seasons. And of course, results are not going right at the moment. As you can maybe tell, I'm absolutely livid with last night. Yes. And livid with Aberdeen. But that's not that's not Gerard's fault. Although he has to take some blame. He does. He's not bulletproof. Yeah. He's not bulletproof, right? He needs to like you say, he needs to change formation. He needs to bring in better players. And Gray's that question about that. He brought him in, and he's not started a game yet. And it's November. I think it's got to be a fitness issue, mate. It really. It's got to be something. It has to be. 
you know, it must be. Um, I don't know if it's a fitness issue because he started for Albania um, during international duty there. Mm. He's been getting game time. I just, I just don't think Gerard rates him in my honest opinion, and that's he's the one who brought him in. But again, I'm not blaming him for everything. I think he's, like you said, he's going to be, he is a great uh, figure to have in the dressing room. He's a great, he's going to be a great manager. I reckon it's going to take time. Yeah, it needs time. He definitely the results need to improve. Um, I'm going to say this another bit on Tavernier, right? I'm really going to town on Tavernier this episode, but last night I thought he was our worst player in the part last night. I thought he was abysmal. He really was. Like I thought I thought Tavernier had a decent game last night, to I be honest. He was, I thought he was really poor. Um, Flanagan, I thought it was a right call we made taking off Flanagan, because um, Flanagan, the last couple of games, has been really poor. And we put Halliday left back, and Halliday done a solid job there, definitely. Um, Arfield, I thought, was pretty quiet. I don't know what's up with Arfield, mate. He's... Last few times I've seen him, he's been... Does he Who? Does he came back from injury? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Morelos, working hard, but didn't get a, a whole lot of service. Candace and Kent, they were knackered. They were. They need a break, both of them, man. I love both of them so much, right? But both of them need a break, especially Ryan Kent. He was trying to make things happen, but my God, man, he just... <laughs> he should not have started that game at all. He needs a rest. And it's... Like uh, aye, 100% and Cooler Valley he needs dropped he needs dropped for Saturday does. Jack needs to come in Middle needs to come in I think I think if freshen the side up man on Saturday that we, I'll be so confused yeah like Gerard needs to freshen the side up new faces new system because this 4-3-3 is no fucking working <laughs> excuse the language but it's not working at all um, it needs to change up 4-5-1 go back to that but yeah a wee bit on uh, Kamarna Come on, they, they're a good side. They're a good side, and they could have won that towards the end if it wasn't for Big Wes. Matt? Ben? Oh, no, I was waiting for Ben to take that one, sorry. Alright, oh, no worries. Ben, you still with us? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye. Aye. Wes, could it, like, if it wasn't for Big Wes, aye. That was poor. Aye. Aye, if Wes. Just so poor. Like, he's he's full and go. He's done the hard, but he just needs to just needs to lift it into the net. And oh man, yeah, like, it's, it's just it's. I would have. It's one of the ones you're looking at it and you think, oh, I could finish it. Mm. Probably couldn't, but you would you would you know, you'd expect them to finish it because they're a good side. Mm. Uh, here it was a surprise though, uh, Matt, to see Big Wes starting last night. Uh, yeah, I was surprised as well. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Why? If he's going to take anything, I don't know why he's rotated the keepers, but hey I've got a, I've got a theory on that one. Right, I think the reason he's done that is because he's making a point and saying not every place in this Rangers team is guaranteed. McGregor's been our best player this season, but he's saying, you know what, McGregor, I know you're our best player. Uh, you've been t- fantastic this season, but your place is not guaranteed, so I'm dropping you tonight. And where is this your chance, son? Go out and try and make a statement, and I feel I feel as though he's trying to keep McGregor on on his toes to make sure that McGregor does not get too complacent and be like, ah, I've got the number one jersey, uh, I've been playing great, you know, uh, it's fine, I've got it settled, and I feel, but I feel as though that was a good thing he done that to keep McGregor on his toes and be like, okay, right, uh, uh, no place is guaranteed here, you know. Yeah, true, true, and to be fair, it really paid that faith, like. For Bill, we save at the end. So we've got two great keepers. I think um, 
I was a bit baffled, but obviously now you've mentioned that, it, it does make a bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, mate. But Kilmarnock, though, um, and before we go off uh, this topic, I'm sure Ben will be buzzing about that. Kilmarnock, <laughs> though, they were a good side last night, Ben. I thought uh, they, they're so well organised, they are. They, they're yeah, going to finish. really well as well. Like, the, straight away, they just got up by the side of the park. Mm-hmm. You know. They're really difficult to break down, and Steve Clark is a fantastic, fantastic coach. And as Matt uh, said on one of the other podcasts, he'll ma- be managing one of the old firm in the next few years. That's for sure. And probably, Definitely. probably Celtic. I think it will be Celtic. But yeah, they're so real. They're, they're such a good side, and they will finish above Aberdeen this season. They'll finish in the top five, a hundred percent. They'll finish the top yeah. five this year. Definitely, and I just want to, I just want to touch on Steve Clark quickly as well. What I think he's great as well, he brings out the best in individuals. Yeah. I mean, look, look at Greg Stewart. Nothing at Aberdeen, but he's a star at Kamarnock, and Eamon Brophy as well, he's getting the best out of him. He's getting, he, he just retweaks to systems or gives poor confidence, whatever he does, he gets the best out of players. And that Greg Stewart finished last night was absolutely fantastic. You can maybe blame Warrell for not Warrell and Flanagan at, at fault, I thought. Um, they definitely were. And Flanagan's not a left back, I'm going to be honest. He's not a left back. Uh, what's happened with Lee Wallace, man? Like, what is going on with Big Waldo? How can he not get a, a, a look in in this team? He can't even get in the bench. <laughs> I, know, I, don't, I know. I don't know. Obviously, Halliday's in front of him now and Flanagan's in front of him. Um, nice, Stevie seems to love Halliday. I don't know, but I think I'd certainly give Wallace a chance, especially with the form we're doing. No, certainly wouldn't hurt. Yeah, absolutely agree. So, um, is there anything else you want to add about the the commandment game, boys? No, I think we've covered that there. Yeah, I think we covered it as well. Yeah. So, but we. I totally agree on on uh, finishing. Probably above Aberdeen and definitely in the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, so, anything else that we want to bring up before we go on to the fixtures for this weekend? Yeah, no, that's why I touched on one thing. Aye, go ahead. Yeah, that's why I just congratulate Livingston, how they're still doing well. Like, they got their first defeat under Gary Holt last night. Yeah. And that was a really good run. They were, I just wanted to mention that, like, uh-huh. Livingston are quietly doing their business and get their first defeat under Gary Holt at this stage in the season. I thought it's nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I cannot agree more. Livy, surprise package this year, 100%. Gary Holt, what a job. What a job that guy's doing there. And they're going to stay up. They're, they'll stay up, definitely. Uh, 100%, definitely. Oh, yeah. I just want to mention that there. Like, they came up as the promotion as well, and they're taking the league by storm. Mm, yeah, I could not agree more, mate. They're, they're flying high. They're flying high, that's for sure. And uh, we've, But we've got an exciting weekend of SPFL action. And uh, we'll, what's the first game of the weekend? It is, oh, St Mirren Rangers. St Mirren, boys, right? St Mirren are in a rut right now. They have not won under oh, uh, their new manager, oh, Oren Kearney, I think his name is. Not won under them. Um, I think the only point they've got is it was against Celtic, and that was his first game. But St Mirren, not in a good place at this moment in time. Um, ben, how do you see this one going? Rangers won their last away game in the league against Hamilton, and obviously the last two games for Rangers have not been great at all. So, But do you see Rangers bouncing back and getting back to winning ways against St Mirren? What's your prediction? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I see them bouncing back definitely. They're, um, I fancy Rangers obviously to beat them, um, and 
it just it just St Mirren like I thought they might have actually done after our championship sort of performance last season I thought they might have might have had something to say when they came up but it's just not worked out that way is it um, thank, fans, definitely, I fancy Rangers to win but I don't know anybody who doesn't mm. what's your scoreline prediction? probably 3-0 Rangers Matt? Um yeah, I would. I would also bet them four 0 at Ibrox this season. No, it was two 0 uh, I think it was. Uh, ah, it was two 0 You're hanging on Dundee. Aye. Two 0 I thought it was one Anyway, I think. Um, I think. I think a summer scoreline. I think three uh, 0 as well. Um, I'm going to say two 0 As long as we get the three points, that's all that matters. Um, Hamilton, Levy, Ben. Well, I fancy I fancy Livingston. Hopefully that, that you know this first defeat isn't uh, it's gonna be a, a dip in form and they can just bend straight back. But the water is you know the water is it just after getting beat once so in Hamilton I don't I don't really rate Hamilton I don't know anybody who does. So fancy Livingston uh, and I also hope Livingston will win. Um maybe two one, I would say my prediction is to Livingston. Um Matt? Yeah, obviously well, coming through the playoffs, I meant to say earlier on, um, and they were flying high. Obviously, that defeat just a blip. Hamilton, who knows what team could Ham- what Hamilton team could turn up? But uh, I fancy I fancy two 0 Livingston. Uh, one 0 Levy. Um, Hibs, St Johnston, Ben. Uh, fancy Hibs. Um, all these games like. That's the thing. Like, I think just every game in the league is just so important for Hibs. Um, if they want to like have a top four finish, for example, then. But I fancy Hibs probably two 0 Hibs. Matt, think. I think Hibs will concede, but I think I think two one Hibs. I'm going to say mm, one each. I think it'll be one each. St Johnson. The, it's the, I think St Johnson. I don't know. They are more solid this year. And at times they are quite difficult to break down. Um, I'm just going to... And obviously Hibs are missing Canberra. It's a big loss. Um, but Stevie Mallon is killing it right now for the highways. Um, but I'm going to go for a one each, actually. So Motherwell Dundee, obviously we all know how bad Dundee are doing. Last three games they've lost. 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. So they're in a complete rut right now. And I'm sure Jim McIntyre's choking for January to come around so we can get some new players in. Ben, Mullerwell, Dundee, how do you see that one going? Do you think Dundee's bad run of form will continue? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, don't, I don't fancy Dundee. Um, I just, something needs to change. Um, I don't know when it's going to be or if it will change, but I don't fancy Dundee, especially after the back of that tiring, like, so destroying 5 now. Aye. Um, I think we'll probably get beat 2 or 3 now. Uh, Matthew, I think I think as bad as Dundee have been recently, I don't think it'll be as much as that. But I still think they'll lose. I think Motherwell at home. I think it'll win now. Uh, I'm going to say three one Motherwell and Celtic versus Hearts. Big game, Parkhead. I probably say it's a game in the weekend. Uh, ben, how do you see that one going? Obviously, Hearts they drew. Wednesday night against the High Bees, but they're going to be lacking a wee bit of quality in the final third. Obviously, they're missing their captain, their go-to guy, Stephen A. Smith, and the goals might be dwindling now a little bit. So, and obviously Celtic, they're on form. 
just now. How do you see that one going? Do you see Celtic beating Hearts comfortably like they did last Sunday? Yeah, I do. I think uh, with Hearts injuries and Celtic's form, uh, Celtic Park, I don't fancy Hearts at all. I think probably, uh, you know, two, well, 3 0 Celtic. Uh, and it's just Celtic's form and a couple of individual players' form. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, like, I just, I fancy Celtic 100%, especially if Ryan Christie and James Forrest can keep up how they're playing. Um, before, I just want to bring this up, actually, um, before we, we go into, like, the other predictions. Um, do you know what's happening with Lee Griffiths at all? Is, is he injured, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, uh, he's injured. Alright. Um, Matt? Um, Celtic at home, you know, they're, all, they're always going to perform there. Um, like we touched on Hearts with their injury problems and obviously losing to Celtic recently. And um, I think they'll get a better performance, but I just can't see them. Can't see where goals are going to come from at the moment. So I think we we'll go two 0 Celtic. I'm going to say two one Celtic. I think Hearts will get a goal from a set piece. <coughs> and but I think Celtic get the three points. Um, Kelly Aberdeen. That will be an interesting one. Kilmarnock really will beat Aberdeen already this season so now even though it was due to uh, dubious circumstances but still it happened um, Ben, Kelly, as we've said very well organised, very good side Aberdeen eh, but well, <laughs> defensively Aberdeen are pretty decent uh, they are but um, how do you see that one going? Well, I fancy Kilmarnock I mean if Aberdeen um, have proved a point against Rangers and they've got the result during the week and they want to kick on, and then this is the time to do it after these two victories, and then it'll be a big result if it be Kilmarnock. But um, winning two games in a row um, isn't really form, not yet. So I, I still fancy Kilmarnock. Um, I think it's a really, really big game for Aberdeen if they want to get their season started. Um, but I fancy Kilmarnock. 1-0 uh, Kilmarnock. Um, Matthew? Yeah, I have to give a fan if, if Aberdeen are going to kick on and Prove to everyone that they think they're the second best team in Scotland. That they think that they are really need to get a result here, but I don't think they will. I fancy two 0 Come on, I'm going to say one 0 Kelly. So, aye, boys. Anything else you want to add before we end the show? No, not really. Just that apart from New Lens, an embarrassment. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, guys. Uh, pleasure as always and until next time we will see you soon